0: Welcome to the Wild Joy Podcast, where together we will be exploring the many ways we can holistically create greater joy and vibrant health in our lives. My name is Amber, and I'm so grateful you're here with me. So let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wild Joy Podcast. Today, we are talking about something that I am super passionate about because it directly impacts my health and my own health journey thus far in life and it's just super fascinating we are talking about the connection between your gut and your brain because it is something that is being studied a lot more recently and there are some pretty amazing discoveries we're going to talk about what some of those discoveries are which gets a little heavy and a little scary because it feels like all is lost but all is not lost One of the big benefits of having this information at our fingertips is that it gives us the power to take control and change our health. So just keep that in mind as we talk about this. Um, Fun fact, the human body is home to over 100 trillion bacteria. This means that the bacteria outnumber human cells in our bodies 10 to 1. So we are literally more bacteria than we are human, which is kind of crazy, and a good portion of that is located in our guts. Another interesting fact about uh, bacteria and our guts is that babies are born bacteria-free, which means we need to help them build healthy bacteria and a greater diversity of bacteria in their guts because it's tied to so much as we are about to learn. Um, And then at some points when I am quoting statistics from studies, you may hear me say the word microbiome. That is Interchangeable with the word gut. And what we're talking about, um, a good portion of it is in your digestive system and your small and large intestines, but we're talking about the combined genetic material of the microorganisms that live inside your body. And for this episode, specifically live inside your gut. Um, So it's the microbiome is actually a newly discovered organ. It wasn't generally recognized as something that existed within us until the late 90s. Um, And the more they study it, the more of an impact they are realizing that it has on overall health. So we're going to talk about some of that. But recent studies have shown that the microbiome has an impact on autoimmune diseases such as diabetes and arthritis. It has an impact on obesity and asthma and a Uh, quite an array of mental and emotional disorders and neurochemical imbalances. Uh, So generally, the microbiome is non-pathogenic unless it grows abnormally. So what that means is that um, the microbiome and the bacteria in it exists in harmony with the body and oftentimes helps it. Unless you're like me and had candida overgrowth as a child that led to a whole bunch of other things. So you know, we got to keep it in check, make sure it's uh, quite diverse. Um, and then the other thing that's important to know is that uh, when we are born, we actually um, were born with two nervous systems. And we have two nervous systems throughout our entire life. I made it sound like one of them disappears. That's a myth. Um, so we have our central nervous system, which is composed of our brain and our spinal cord and is what most often is thought of or visualized when we hear nervous system. But we also have what's called an enteric nervous system, which means it is the intrinsic nervous system of our gastrointestinal tract. And as um, we're developing as a fetus, um, these two nervous systems come from the same tissue during early fetal development and differentiate as the fetus grows and develops. But they remain connected for our entire lifespan via the vagus nerve, which is a pretty fascinating nerve. And we're not going to go into detail here because it would mean this episode is like five hours long. So just know that your gut and your brain are connected via the wonders of the vagus nerve. Uh, And traditionally, it was thought that the brain is in charge and sends messages To the gut. An example of this would be your brain interpreting that you're nervous about something and therefore you develop the feeling of butterflies in your stomach. But what recent studies are actually showing is that the opposite is true and that the state of our gut health is directly tied. To and affects our mental and emotional health. And it also plays a role in some of the other common health challenges that we face. So, um, there was specifically a study out of the University of Cambridge that suggested that changes in the human microbiome may exercise control over certain aspects of health. And what they mean by this is um, they were able to identify patterns in the types of gut bacteria that correlate with certain. Um conditions, and that changing that microbiome might change our experience with those conditions, such as obesity, metabolic syndrome, depression, autism, and Alzheimer's disease. Um, and they also found there was a correlation with um, superior health or greater health. Um, And when I say metabolic syndrome, it's not a term we hear often, um, but it is a cluster of conditions that increase your risk of heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. So um, good things to know about there. So going over real quickly some of those conditions and what they actually found, just because I'm kind of a geek and I think it's really fascinating. um, In some of the recent studies, they actually found that obesity is linked to a lack of diversity in the microbiome. And they actually did this really fascinating study where they brought in twins in which one was lean and one was what could be termed obese. And what they found is that there were um, differences in the gut microbiome, um, specifically reduced bacterial diversity In the obese twin, and even more fascinating, there was increased expression of enzymes in the obese twin that resulted in a greater calorie harvest. Like the obese twin, their gut microbiome was actually able to absorb more calories from the food they were eating than the non-obese twin, which is wild to me. I don't know why that still just totally fascinates me. Um, When they were studying heart disease, they found that the gut bacteria feeds on certain things. um, When it feeds on things like eggs or beef, there's actually a compound produced that um, increases the risk of heart disease in high levels. Um, They found that the participants who had high levels of that compound were two and a half times more likely to, within the three-year period of the study, have a heart attack, a stroke, or die. So, there is some connection between um, diets really high in animal products and heart health. What this doesn't talk about, just to keep in mind, is how many vegetables those other people ate. So, it's not saying beef and eggs are bad necessarily, but it is saying that it does raise that potential in you. Um, they studied the immune system and the gut bacteria particularly because that's the main location for your immune system is in your gut, and that's where a lot of the bacteria in your microbiome is also located. Um, it's also where your immune system, mainly, for the most part, interacts with what is brought in from the outside world. Um, the lymphatic tissue in your intestine actually contains the largest pool of cells that are capable of producing an immune response. So this means that your body, your immune system has to interact with the gut bacteria, which is interacting with the outside world in order to decide whether to mount an immune response, right? So your this relationship between your gut bacteria and your own cells is actually what plays a role in the development of having a fully functioning immune system. Um, They noticed that there was a difference between breastfed and formula-fed babies in that their composition of their gut bacteria was greatly different. And because of that, the immune systems of breastfed babies developed faster or were stronger than those of the bottle-fed babies because they had that greater diversity in gut bacteria. Not all is lost. We can definitely boost that gut bacteria diversity. So don't feel bad if you had to bottle feed your babies. That's not what this is saying. Um, But um, with that diversity in the gut bacteria, they found that that is what trains your immune system to distinguish between foreign bacteria and the bacteria that originates in your body. So having a fully functioning immune system is important because we don't want our immune system to attack bacteria cells that come from our own body. This is where autoimmune diseases start. In an autoimmune disease, your immune system is actually attacking your own body. So this discovery and this specific study is key um, and, and really, really helpful in learning how to treat autoimmune disease. Um, some of the other things that they discovered um, with with diabetes, the studies have shown that the gut flora of diabetics differs significantly from non-diabetics. There are certain types of bacteria that were found um, to have a direct influence on a reduced glucose tolerance. So they concluded um, from this particular study that the results indicate that type two diabetes is associated or can be associated with a compositional change in the intestinal microbiota. Um, and how does this all also affect the brain? Because that's what we're talking about. Um, so they, I tried to find results from studies that didn't involve animals because it kind of makes me cry when I think about animals being tested on, but it was really hard to. So disclaimer, I'm talking about testing on animals coming up. But with the brain, studies have shown that when mice experience a disruption in their gut bacteria, it leads to changes in behavior as well as changes in their brain chemistry. So when mice were exposed to the gut bacteria from, um, from, other mice that were more aggressive, they became more aggressive, which led scientists to believe that the state of our gut bacteria directly affects behavior and mental state. This may be why individuals who have irritable bowel syndrome are more likely to also suffer from depression and anxiety disorders. Kind of an interesting correlation. Um, They also found in their studies markers of leaky gut and inflammation in those that suffer from depression, ALS, Alzheimer's, and autism. And I can tell you that as somebody with anxiety and uh, depression, I grew up, probably lived my entire childhood with leaky gut syndrome. So um, very interesting there. They also, this led to a lot of studies on depression in the microbiome. And they found that um, depression is actually linked to low-grade inflammatory responses in the gut. Interestingly enough, the most commonly prescribed group of antidepressants, SSRIs, are found to have an anti-inflammatory effect, which is one reason they may work with depression and not certain forms of anxiety because certain forms of anxiety don't have the low-grade inflammatory response that begins in the gut and stems out through the rest of the body, but most types of depression do. Um, Among the common factors found among those with depression um, stress and trauma, diet, exercise, obesity, and smoking. They also found that gut permeability in the microbiome was present, which is leaky gut syndrome. Um, really, really quick explanation of leaky gut syndrome. Your digestive tract, your um your gut, is made up of cells linking together and held together by tight junctions. So over time, there are certain things that can literally break up those tight junctions um, and cause leaks to appear. So literally the tight junctions loosen, they get destroyed, excuse me. And then you have, oh goodness, you have certain proteins um, leaking through your gut and gaining access into your systemic circulation, and this stimulates certain immune cells to respond and in turn creates inflammation, which is the beginning of several health conditions as they've found. Um, I mentioned it before, depression, metabolic syndrome, Alzheimer's, ALS, stuff like that. So when these proteins enter the system that aren't meant to be outside the gut, the body mounts an attack, which has a role in the beginning of autoimmune disease. So. What these studies found is that um, not only is the health of your gut linked to certain conditions like obesity, but that it has a direct correlation in systemic inflammation and leaky gut, which um, is a precursor to developing autoimmunity, but is also present in all of those mental and emotional disorders and um, those biochemical imbalances. So now you may be wondering, oh my gosh, do I have leaky gut? Um, So, this is something that is super hard to diagnose but can manifest in any body system, which is why it's so hard to diagnose. But it could be skin problems like eczema or psoriasis. Um, It can affect your heart. Sometimes it is autoimmune conditions that affect the thyroid like Hashimoto's or the joints like rheumatoid arthritis, Um, mental illness, depression, fatigue, digestive issues, and so much more. I can tell you that I had leaky gut syndrome that was diagnosed as a teen, and um, I had did not have any skin problems or heart problems or anything that was like super tangible. What I did have was total, total fatigue, a ton of digestive issues, and I was sick all the time. Somebody in the next room would sneeze and have the precursor of a cold, and the next day I would be at home with a fever because I caught it before they did. So. Um it is hard to diagnose. Um the the development of the leaky gut syndrome is is the destruction of the tight junctions. So what actually destroys those tight junctions? Things like stress, long-term big stress, um infections, drugs, antibiotics, toxins, uh, something called gliadin which is actually the protein present in gluten. Um so gluten-containing grains, AGEs, which is the proteins bound to sugar, and a long-term improper diet. Sounds a little heavy. How are we doing there? (laughs) Um, There are some other things that um, will compromise the health of our gut microbiome in addition to the long-term infections, the stress, the antibiotics. Um, And it really has to do with over time And exposure, so repeated exposure. I'm not saying taking antibiotics once because you got a kidney infection is going to give you leaky gut. Please take the antibiotics for the kidney infection. You really, really need your kidneys. Um, What I am saying is that a high use of antibiotics over a long period of time might contribute to it. A diet high in sugar and refined grains or processed foods in general also might contribute to it. Um, Agricultural chemicals and high use of antibacterial soap has also been um, found to be a possible contributor. So with all of that, now that we know kind of the really quick version of how the brain is connected to the gut and why our gut health is super important to our brain and these other conditions, how do we repair our gut health? Can we repair our gut health? The answer is yes, you absolutely can. Um, And there are ways, both big and small, that you can do this. If you aren't sitting here right now being like, oh my gosh, I have eczema and I'm super tired and I have this and I have an autoimmune disease and I've, you know, like not all hope is lost. If you've got some of those big markers, absolutely consult a doctor, maybe. But if you're like, hey, I don't ever want to experience that, let's talk about how to optimize your gut health. So avoid processed and refined foods. This is quite possibly the most accessible way to optimize your gut health that's available to us. Eating a diet in whole food, um, listening to how your body feels when you eat gluten, um, and prioritizing whole grains over processed grains, eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, um, and, and eating the rainbow, really, really big things you can do to help. Optimize your gut health to help create a greater diversity in those bacteria. Um, And the easiest way to do this is when you go grocery shopping, shop around the edges of the store. If you think about the way grocery stores are set up, everything in the aisles is processed, is packaged, and for the most part is not whole, is not in the rainbow, and is not whole grains, fruits, or vegetables. All of the things that you want to create or want to eat more of are all around the edges of the store. The produce section, the dairy, the meat, the bulk foods, generally those are all around the outside of the store. And I'm not saying you can only eat whole grains, fruits, and vegetables, right? Like just increase the amount of the whole grains, fruits, and vegetables that you're eating and that will go very, very far. Um, When I work with clients one-on-one, I often tell them, don't focus on the things you think you shouldn't be eating. Focus instead on adding more of the things you should be eating. This will increase your gut health. It will change the way you feel and in turn may also naturally change the food choices continuing on into the future that you make. Another way to optimize your gut health is to eat traditionally fermented and unpasteurized foods, Um, so kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurt, um, kefir, kombucha, water kefir, the thing to look for in your fermented unpasteurized foods, um, and some of the dairy will be pasteurized just because we live in the U.S. and that's how we sell it. The thing to look for is you want it to be labeled as having live and active cultures. So pickles on the shelf are not fermented. They are sitting in a brine. So you want, or and same with sauerkraut. You want to go get the sauerkraut in the refrigerated section that has been truly fermented, not just brined and canned. Why do we want to eat these traditionally fermented foods? Um, There is an outstanding source of essential nutrients found in these fermented foods. Um, Things that fight arterial plaque and heart disease, they are a natural source of a diverse population of probiotics, which will optimize your immune system and boost your gut health. Um in addition to that, they naturally draw out a wide range of toxins and heavy metals, which is a bonus. And they contain a hundred times more probiotic than a supplement when used daily. Um, it's a natural bio or natural variety of microflora for your microbiota. Sorry, lots of words today. Um, so what this means is that if you eat a tablespoon or two of sauerkraut that is traditionally fermented every day, you are getting 100 times more probiotics into your system than the supplement you're taking. That's not doable for everybody. Some people gag even at the idea of eating sauerkraut, so when you're not able To eat those foods, whether it's because you don't like yogurt or you're allergic to dairy or sauerkraut makes you gag, we do have supplements. So consider a high quality probiotic supplement if you want to boost your gut health. While it's not as effective as eating the fermented foods, a probiotic supplement has been shown to be helpful in reducing gut permeability, um, specifically supplements that contain lactobacillus plantarum. So it's there, like I said, there are hundreds of types of bacteria. Some of them um, do certain things over others. That is one of them that specifically reduces gut permeability. And there are a number of supplements available in health food sections of grocery stores. Some of them are refrigerated. Some of them are shelved. Um, there's a huge variety of offerings there in flavors and whether you swallow it or chew it or drink it. Um, so get out there, research, get yourself a probiotic supplement. One of the other biggest things you can do for your gut health is reduce your stress levels. Oh my gosh, we are just walking stress balls, particularly right now. So anything you can do to reduce your stress. And it can be big things, like letting go of a project that is literally giving you nightmares at night, or doing some yoga, meditation, breathing deeply, going for a walk taking a hot shower, starting and ending the day with 10 minutes to yourself, prioritizing your time so that you know you're going to get the things you need to get done, and actually scheduling in that stress reduction time for yourself. Sleep more. That's a huge one. Literally, the the list could go on for days, and it's going to vary from person to person. What helps you feel less stressed out? Identify that. Make time for it. Do it more often. Um, there are other resources online. If this is something that you're interested in, um you can literally Google Boosting Gut Health, and a million things will come up. Um, specifically, if you are looking to repair gut permeability, the gaps diet is worth looking into. Um, and then two online resources that a lot of people tend to recommend or go to for information about this, Um, Dr. David Perlmutter is a huge resource in this area. Perlmutter is spelled P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R and can be found online at drperlmutter.com. And then there's lots of information also available on gut health at mercola.com, M-E-R-C-O-L-A. And I think um, this is the point in which I give you my 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 liability spiel in that anytime you are making diet and lifestyle changes for your health, anytime you're concerned about your health or think you have a health condition, um, please consult your doctor. This is a collection of research that I found and I did on my own for my own health conditions, and in trying to empower myself to improve my own health, I think it's super fascinating and helpful. Other people can benefit from it. If you have heart conditions, diabetes, uh, depression, ADHD, any of the things mentioned here, um, definitely, definitely consult your doctor before making any huge changes. But I also just want you to know that, that you do have some mechanisms. At your fingertips, some changes you can make to have an impact on your health without um, huge medical interventions um, to reverse these conditions in your gut, to strengthen the connection between your gut and brain in a healthy way, and to potentially reduce some of the likelihood of getting these conditions or reducing the effects of these conditions on your life. So, that is my quick and dirty, gut health, brain health, super nerd ramble. I hope you found some benefit in it. If not, I'm not going to be offended if you turned it off like 20 minutes ago. It's all good. Um, But If this is something that you're super fascinated by and interested in, I would love to hear your experience with it. I want to know what you did to increase your gut health. Is it a continual practice? Maybe it's a seasonal cleanse. There are so many different things that we can each do to help boost our health, particularly when it comes to gut flora. And I'm always looking for new ideas. I want to hear what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Um, And reach out. Let me know. What are your questions? Um, What is your experience? Let's have some conversations. Let's start talking about our gut health more. Let's just be health nerds together. I mean, how great would that be? Anyways, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic day. Talk to you later. You've been listening to me, Amber, and the Wild Joy Podcast. Come find me online on Instagram and Facebook as Wild Joy Amber, or reach out by sending an email to wildjoyamber at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and stay healthy, my friends.